You're listening to another podcast. A podcast about horror movies and scary things. You put your headphones on and enter another dimension. A dimension filled with zombies, killers, ghosts, and creatures beyond your imagination. You've crossed over into the realm of mankind's deepest fears. There's an episode up ahead. You've now arrived at Luke and Andy's Nexus of Nightmares. Hello and welcome to another episode of Luke and Andy's Nexus of Nightmares, a podcast where we talk about horror movies. That's all I'm going to say. Welcome. I'm welcome. Luke. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> come in. Come in. And with I'm me, a- as always, my best buddy, Andy. I'm also Luke. How the, ha- I mean, how the hell are you? How the hell? Hey, Bobby, how the hell are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Thank you. Good. good how are good, you good. doing? Are you doing well? I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's only it's only Wednesday. It's only Wednesday. It's only Could Wednesday. Always get still got still got at least one day to get worse. <laughs> but uh, I gotta wake my ass up at five a.m. They got me working doing drywall up at that new McDonald's <laughs> up in Escalina. Vascalina. Vascalina. That's what it was. Uh. We are not talking about office space. No. But also, thank God, Diedrich Bader is still alive. I mean, these last couple of weeks have been rough. Yeah. Yeah, and, lots uh, of people and, dropping. And, and he's still around, so let's, that's one blessing. Uh, no, we're not, we talking talking about? About, we're not talking about <laughs> office space. And uh, I don't have anything to bring it back around to what we are no, talking about. No, I don't there's know no way. Do. No, not at all. Um, so last week... We uh, we started. I, I'm just going to bring up this this term now. We, I've never spoken it before, and it, we have not put it on our Instagram or anything. But this is our Dead of Winter series. Dead of Winter. It, calling it right now. Dead our winter horror series of winter. You like that? You like? I it. don't understand the reference, but I like it. <laughs> I'm going to be um, real honest. I do not understand the reference. <laughs> You're so simple, Andy. You and it is Coca-Cola. winter. Drinking a Coke. So last week we did we did uh, a couple of different movies wrapped into one. Yes. Uh, let the right one in and let me in. And now we're doing another winter vampire film. There's there's a lot of vampires coming out in the middle of winter, yeah. I guess. In the they, dead they of... Like oh, in the dead of winter. There it is. I get it now. So today's episode... Is on 30 Days of Night. Yes. 30 Days of Night. From 2007. Almost 15 years old. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I uh, am surprised that Josh Hartnett is even 15 years old. The man is ageless. <laughs> he does. He, he looks good. He does look good. He still looks good. He's got that. Um, I've got his poster above my bed. <laughs> <laughs> Taped to the ceiling. For those uh, lonely winter nights. I don't know. I don't. Um, I don't. <laughs> so uh, I had not seen this movie in a long time. I, I, I don't even know when I watched it first. I, probably like a, probably a year or so after it came out. I don't know. Um, I 100% had not seen it since the theater. Really? Yeah. Did we see it together? I don't know. I don't know who I saw that's, it with. I that's got a too whole, far back. I got a whole story about that. Okay. 
We'll give it. It's to not me. really a story, but I have. Oh, okay. I have a. I have a. I have a short it's just anecdote. A, I was going to say it's just that. a really long anecdote. Yeah, with, it's not with even long. No, with no payoff. <laughs> there's no payoff. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. There's no payoff. <laughs> If you're a listener of this show, then you are familiar with the fact that this anecdote is going to have no payoff. You're well aware. Just close the window. Close the tab. Yep. Uh, No, but go ahead. I I was going to say I I guess it's got there's a couple points to it. The first is I know I saw it in the theater. I remember what theater it was. Um, but the weird thing is I very distinctly remember being there, and I remember being with people. Um, but I cannot for the life of me remember who I was with. I, I have no idea who I was with. Uh, and it was 2007. So I would have been dating my wife at the time pretty seriously. We'd started dating in 2005. So Things I don't think heavy. Yeah, we were hot and heavy at that point. You were already past the, the hot and heavy stage. Yes, we were, we were <laughs> we, two years in, it was we just were no sparks, nothing, cold and just... clammy at that point. <laughs> Like I am right now. Um, no, we had, we, we, uh, I, but I don't think it would have been her because she, as we've mentioned so many times on this podcast, she does not like horror movies. And so I don't, at that point in our relationship, I, I don't know that I could have convinced her to go see a horror movie. Maybe earlier on, but right. two maybe years year, in, I don't know. Maybe a year, so I don't think year it was prior, her. but no. So I, so that's one of the parts of the anecdote is I'm just very confused on who I saw this with and I can't remember who it was. <laughs> But but to build on that, when when I saw it, I remember being I was pretty excited for it. Yeah. the The trailer I th- was I I thought the trailer looked pretty cool, pretty creepy. It featured uh, Ben Foster's character a lot, and yeah. he's like very mysterious and kind of weird, and he says a lot of very cryptic things. Yeah. Um, and so I was kind of I think I was kind of excited, and I thought it was going to be like an int- really interesting kind of crazy movie. And I remember seeing it and, and getting out of it. And it was it's one of the few movies. It doesn't happen to me a lot. It's one of the few movies I remember leaving the theater and being like, I that was fucking awful. I did not like that. Really? And one of the people that I was with was like, oh, man, that was so cool. I loved it. And I don't remember who that was. <laughs> it was somebody I was with. Somebody that I went into the movie theater yeah. with, walked out, pitching a tent. Yeah. And I was just like, that movie sucked. That sucked. I was throwing up in my lap and they were like, <laughs> they had their pants off and uh, dripping hot oh, popcorn God. butter all over their naked oh. body. <laughs> Thank <laughs> God I, it was I, popcorn I, butter. And I could, I could, I could not be, I could not be more, uh, more unaroused <laughs> at that point. So, so yeah, so I... It's like this weird black hole in my memory. I don't know who I saw it with. I just remember somebody loved it, and I and I hated it. And I I never watched it again until wow. two days ago. And, and you were I, the one that kept bringing it up. Like we were talking about, kind of getting into like, okay, what are we going to do after the holidays? You know, we got to do some like, thinking about winter horror films and whatnot. And you kept bringing it up. Yeah, I well, kind of had. A, I I kind of actually had a similar memory of like not really loving it. Either, yeah. you know, certainly not coming away with like any kind of uh, overly positive, you know, yeah. reaction. Um, so we can easily rule out that it was not you at the theater with me. I mean, no, I don't think so. No. No, I mean, I, I if if I had been like really like 
pumped and like excited about it after seeing the movie and like raving about it. No, I mean, there's no way. We could go there's back. No, we could we could get in your MySpace and MySpace. look and see if you posted anything <laughs> about it. Yeah, because I wasn't even fuck 2007. I wasn't even on Inst- or Instagram. I wasn't even on Facebook yet. No. Probably, I don't even know. I'm trying to think. That was right around the time my wife convinced me to get on MySpace. That was when MySpace, like she had just gotten on it. MySpace. She was like, you should get on MySpace. And MySpace. then it was probably about a year or two after when she was getting on Facebook and then took convincing me to get on that too. Yeah. Yeah, it's all terrible. <laughs> it's, it's all but terrible. I mean, it's all terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway. So I may have a post on 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 my MySpace if I could ever find it and log back oh into it that says you you don't want to go back you don't you, don't you know to, you can't go back you you don't want to look back at that stuff you don't. I'll see stuff pop up memories or whatever from on on Facebook from you know ten years ago and I'm like oh yeah. god just <laughs> cringy what's wrong with me yeah what the fuck like yep. what? I used to voice. I used to just say random shit and voice my opinion more back then. Now I don't yeah. fucking say anything. Yeah. And so I look back at some of that stuff. I'm like, what? Why? Why did I say it? Why did I feel the need? But it was nobody it, knows. That's what, peop- that's what people were doing. That's what, that's people, what people were, were doing. doing back then. Yeah. They're still doing it, but I'm not doing it. They're still doing um, it. Yeah. Now they're shouting. Now it's like all capitals. <laughs> like, uh, don't you fucking get vaccinated, or the aliens will crawl up your urethra and make babies. Just to know, and nobody's nobody's responding or liking. They're no, just shouting no, it no. on their own Facebook page. Yep. But anyway, this movie was Josh Hartnett's Facebook page to the world. <laughs> um. So that yeah. So I don't. I don't know. I. I really. I don't. The reason I wanted to do it, honestly, is I wouldn't go so far as to say it's a cult classic. Uh, that's 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 far too strong of language. Maybe but underrated. I do feel like there's a huh. I said maybe underrated a, a touch. Yeah, I do feel like, and I feel like there's a contingent of people that do like have a special place in their heart for this movie. You know, it gets brought up sometimes as one of those winter horror movies that you know yeah. people kind of enjoy. Um, and 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 I think there's probably a certain age group that saw it at a certain time in 2007 that probably uh, you know really thinks fondly of it. Yeah. And I feel like I judged it too harshly. And I know exactly what I hated about it. Really? I feel like I judged it too harshly. And I and I went in expecting too much when I saw it uh, the first time. I thought it was going to be a lot different tone than it was. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to revisit it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm glad I did. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say I kept – so – I mean, I'm I'm in the same same boat as you. Where I it had been a while. I had a, a vague recollection of like not really loving it when I had seen it, and so when I rewatched it this week, I kind of kept waiting for things to happen that would have like been like ah, that's yeah, that's why I didn't like that's it, or why. that's why you know. And I that's never really why. that that never really happened. Like it was yeah. It was. It's a pretty solid movie. It's it's entertaining. It's fun. Um, it does some yeah. cool stuff. It's not like amazing. It's not like a classic or anything like that. But it's it, it's you know it's a well it's a pretty well made movie for the most part. There, there's nothing that they do in it where I'm like, oh, that's really stupid. Like yeah, or, you know, I, I at at worst 
you know, like you said about your Facebook page. At worst, <laughs> there's a couple of cringy things. At worst, there's a couple <laughs> things where you're like, that's not awful, but you're kind of like, it's yeah. a little much. Maybe the and I'm I'm jumping ahead way way ahead here uh, to the very ending of the movie, the climax of the movie, when he punches when he punches through uh, Danny Houston's head, like about twenty minutes after becoming a vampire, <laughs> he just yep. punches through the fucking yep. lead va- lead head vampire's you know face, and yep. that's it. That's kind of that's kind of cheesy and that's that's exactly. That what ruined it for me? Yeah. When he so so long story short, you know, we haven't been going over the plot of these movies, but long story short, their town in in Alaska where Josh Hartnett lives is is so far north that it gets thirty days of night. It, it the sun sets and doesn't rise again for thirty days, and um, vampires see that these this group of vampires see that as a perfect opportunity to to basically feast. You know, for thirty right. days without repercussion. It's a great and premise. It's a great premise. I mean, really, it's like it's it's so like simplistic. Yeah, but it's genius. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's really good. And uh, and so the whole movie is kind of it, it's really reminiscent of, and we can talk about some of the parallels and stuff here later. But it's really reminiscent of like the thing or mm-hmm. or the shining or, or things like that, where it's very it's very claustrophobic and you know kind of a trapped and they're surviving for a month in this wilderness. And then at the end, so this is what this is what I hated. So building off of what you said, what I hated was I hated that he at the end, Josh Hartnett turns himself into a vampire. Right. And as soon as that happened, I was like, "What?" <laughs> and then when he punched through the head of the head <laughs> vampire as you said, that's I about just stood up and left. I was like, "What? Like you've completely lost me." Because it was, I mean, th- it, there's a there's a lot of ridiculous things that happen throughout the movie that we'll talk about, but but overall, in in terms of tone and in terms of pacing, it does mirror more of a movie like The Thing in a lot of ways than it does like some outlandish, you know, right. kind of crazy action movie or something. It's very, right. you know, it's it's kind of realistic in a sense. And it's and it, it, as realistic as the thing is, I guess. Um, yeah, right. Um, but it, but then at the end, it's just like, what is happening? And yeah. it kind of throws you for a loop. And I was more prepared for it this time, and I was more prepared for what the overall tone of the movie was. Yeah, Cause, right. Because because there are some more outlandish things in the movie too. Um, when I watched it the second time, but yeah, that's that's definitely me too. That's what got me the first time. Yeah. Is it? By the end, I was just so taken out of what was happening. That I was, that like, was uh, and that was like the only that was one of the only effects in the movie that kind of stood out as like mm-hmm. looking a little bad. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, like when yeah. his hand when he punches through the fucking head of the you know of Danny Houston. Um, that, there's some. That part. There's some. I'm not a fan. I'm. I'm a. As much <laughs> as we complained about. <laughs> as much oh. as we complained. Of, <laughs> I'm not a fan of Danny Houston, that's for sure. <laughs> Fuck that guy. No, I'm not a fan of as much as we complained about the rubber band, uh, you know, crazy <laughs> early Harry Potter CGI from Let yes. Me In. Yes. I'm also not a fan of wire work, like uh, jumping yeah. uh-huh. type stuff. 
Yeah, that was one bit, of the things. There's a bit of that too. There's a lot of that, and and that was one of the things that took me out of to to go to another horror movie. That was another, one of the things. Uh, all the other stuff aside, that was one of the things. One of my biggest complaints, actually, about Prometheus, was that Prometheus. first guy was that first guy that gets infected, and he shows up like backwards on all fours at the at the at the ship, and he's like jumping around, like attacking people, and it's all it's all practical effects but it's like ridiculous wire work it's like it's like fucking Cirque du Soleil or something like he's, he's he, you know it's, it just looks so fucking oh stupid God. fucking malignant 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 yeah that no, sort of malignant shit style, yeah like yeah yeah matrix anytime Daddy. there's like a wide especially when it's like a wide angle and you see them from point a to point b and it's just like it's just, they just defy gravity it's not they're, they're either defying gravity and just fucking like floating from point a to point b or they have to like speed it up to make it look more realistic right, which right. makes it look even fucking worse they're just like, oh i hate it i hate it all wire work is just it looks so yeah. bad just yeah. fucking at this day and age just cgi the shit and be done with it <laughs> yeah it's, i mean it, it might not look as good well, but it's gonna look it's gonna look it's, it might not look as good but it's gonna look a lot fucking better <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh shit um yeah i mean i, I so i i mean I'm, I'm recalling some moments in in 30 days a night here where, where they did that and it's not like anything extreme but it was no. like it, yeah it's it's like a, del- <laughs> it's like a delayed floating kind of thing, you know. I'm and just picturing, I'm just picturing the guy that the one guy that I keep thinking about is the guy that jumps on top of the overturned car. He like goes from like standing flat footed to like just jumping on top of this overturned car, and it's like the wires don't bring him down all the way. He's like on his fucking tiptoes because it's like it's, really, really no. But that's oh. how I'm picturing it in my oh head. My is just like is just like is, a fucking ballerina. <laughs> Oh the tips God. of his toes are just like gently scraping across the top of the the top of the car because he's not been brought down all the way. Ding Ah shit. So to all you aspiring filmmakers out there, all three of you who are listening to this podcast, just think of a better way. That's all I can say. I mean, just. The thing about this movie is, I don't even think there was anything that they did. They didn't do anything ex- so extreme where they couldn't have just had like a, a stunt guy jumping or doing something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, but it, yeah, it definitely did have that kind of like, you know, Peter Pan fucking yeah. look a couple times where it's like, it just felt like they were like kind of hovering and, yeah. you know, hang, hanging over certain areas or whatever. And yeah. And, I, and it's not so much the wire work; it's how it's how it's framed. You know, it's how it's framed, and it's how it's edited. Yeah. It's just like sometimes you just see too much of it, and you're like, "Ah, it's bad." Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. Oh shit! But anyway, um, twenty minutes in, so I the obligatory. What the fuck are we talking about again? What yeah, movie right, are we talking right. about? We, I mean, we're actually staying on top uh, on topic here, but surprising. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think what I found was kind of surprising was that the you know the guy so the guy that came up with the the story for this yeah uh, Steve Niles Stevie <laughs> sweet sweet baby Steve Niles um, he 
it's it, well, so you know, we talked last week about uh, let the right one in and how you know that was a you know book that came out and then it got turned into a Swedish film. It was from a Swedish author and it got turned into a made into a Swedish film. Yeah, and before even that got released, you know, like American production companies were scrambling to get rights to to do you know their own version, and and we were kind of thinking like this is such a weird property, this is such a weird yeah. story for people to be like, you know, clamoring to get yeah. the rights to do the movie of, and on the, uh, so on weirdly like on the flip side. A, a story like this, which is, you know, to me, like, it's just like genius. And, it's and it's it, begging it, to be made yeah, into a feature film. Yeah, it's just like you, yeah. you, you bring this, you, you pitch this. You don't, when you, you pitch I mean? this movie, you don't need anything more than a, a, an Alaskan town yeah. where the sun sets for 30 days and gets attacked by vampires. Yeah, right. That's your like, pitch. You don't need it. anything else. Right, exactly. That's it. And so... That's what Steve Niles did, and it and he couldn't get anybody to make the goddamn nobody, movie. Nobody wanted the fucking thing, <laughs> and so he ended up he ended up getting it made as a comic. Yeah, um, and then which is kind of genius, right? And then I guess the comic, you know, did well enough, or you know, got people's attention, and yeah. then they were able to do. They were finally able to, you know, do a film do a film version of it. Yeah. So I, I remember, I I knew that it was based off of a comic, but I didn't realize that actually it originated with a, like a, a, a film pitch where right. it was, it was originally supposed to be, you know, a film and, and it couldn't, they couldn't get anybody to make it. And then, then <laughs> they made it into a comic and then they made it into a film. So I thought that was pretty interesting yeah. because I mean, this is much more mainstream, yes. mainstream American, you know, kind of audience than something like, you know, let the right one in, let me in. Um, especially for, especially for the time, which actually, now that I think about it, holy shit, it's only three years before let me in. Um, yeah. And, and a, just a year before let the right yeah. one in came out. But especially for the time, number one, vampires were hot. Right. Number two, you know, the action kind of vampire Va- stories. Va- like Vampires so hot right now. So hot right now. Uh, the action vampire stories like Blade, which this is a little reminiscent of like a Blade like movie. You know, it's got kind of that same, probably because it's kind of comic book based a little yeah. bit. It's got a little bit of that same kind of lighter. Yeah, the, yeah, the Underworld movies. The Underworld movies. Um, a lot of that was just had, so huge. Yeah, you had Twilight. I mean, there was yeah. a lot of vampire action. Fit right in there. So it's funny that it people were kind of like, oh, yeah, we don't really want this. But- <laughs> But going back to that, you know, so this is really two firsts for us. It's our first Josh Hartnett movie, <laughs> which, which is, you know, it's it is funny. But at the same time, dude was in a lot of horror movies. Was he? Well, what else he's was in he in? He was in the Faculty. The Faculty. That's got a hell of a cast for being as shitty as it is. It's got Elijah Wood in it. <laughs> I do love Elijah Wood. Who doesn't? Elijah He's Wood's like, one of those amazing actors who, like, you know, he had the, the you know, he made it big with the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah. But then this, the, the stuff that he's done since that 
since yeah. those movies came out, like are so they're so weird and strange yeah. and like I, I I like his choices. I don't know. Yeah, um, he's good. But and then and then our, our is our other first. I think it's our first comic book movie, technically based yeah. on comic book. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, a lot of our other movies we've done have been later turned into comic books or adapted into comic books, but this is this this really originated as a comic book first officially. Right. right. Yeah, that's true. So, there we are. There we are. Um, so I was gonna, I was gonna mention, I was gonna mention. You mentioned uh, uh, now. I forgot his name already. But the writer, Steve Niles. Yes. And then, and then the director, David Slade. David Slade. <laughs> Slee, Slade. Slade. David uh, Slade. Yeah, he was I, coming off of. Uh, he, I think he. The movie he made before this was um, Hard Candy. Is that right? Hard Candy, which was a pretty, really launched the careers of of Elliot oh, Page. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And, I was going to uh, say that. That's Patrick, right. Patrick, Patrick Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, that's right. I mean, really, both of them. Yeah. I mean, that was no. a pretty, pretty, yeah. Huge. I, I remember when that. Hit. I remember when that came out, and and I, I watched it within a year or so of it coming out, and I and I had never seen either of them. Yeah. In a movie before, you know, it was like they were like unknowns at the time, yeah. essentially. And now, you know, I mean, they're pretty well known Everywhere. actors and actresses, yeah. but um, um, but he's also known for it. So, this is an interesting tidbit. Tidbit. Tidbits. We needed like a uh, like a uh, a segue song <laughs> for this where it's like tid o bitties, <laughs> tid o bitties because of tidbits. Um, <laughs> interesting tidbit is that he he was he's he's one of the you know he's like your spike jones where he was a was a a music video director before Uh, um before he became a feature film director and one of the interesting things and you mentioned uh how how the vampires look in this movie and their eyes are kind of like kind of weird and almondy shaped and they're kind of slanty slanted uh and wide like wide, wide set. set, yeah, yeah, kind of more like a predator. Um, they're like a shark. That's what I was like going to say. Like, yeah. the, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things about them that a, a lot of things about the vampires in this movie that resemble sharks. They have the yeah. big, dark, black eyes, and then they're kind of slanted and wide set, and then their teeth are kind of like yeah. more like, like shark teeth. They don't have like just yeah. like fangs. They have like a whole mouth of like fucking Rose. sharp teeth. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, um, I, I'm sure that that was based on the comic to some extent that, that look, um, but it's interesting. David Slade directed one of David Slade's videos that he directed was for Aphex Twin. Are you familiar with Aphex Twin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He directed Donkey Rhubarb and Aphex Twin, one of his, um, one of his like signature things is he himself and the people in his music videos a lot of times wear these creepy ass ultra realistic <laughs> like caricature masks of him they're they're him right, essentially right but they have very similar features to these <laughs> vampires like they have like weird like kind of creepy shaped eyes and like a strange like 
elongated mouth and grin, um, kind of like the vampire in the movie. So it's like, it's interesting. I almost wondered if somehow like that, if that, you know, is aligned yeah. for some reason. Right, right. But, but those those Aphex Twin masks are creepy as hell. Yeah, um, yeah. And you see them all over the place. That's funny. In, I'm, his, I'm, in his stuff. I was just looking at his, like, filmography. He did a Twilight movie. He did he do di- a Twilight movie. He directed a Twilight. I didn't realize that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, three they were years like, after. This guy knows vampires. <laughs> And that was kind of like that was shit. the one where Bella punched that werewolf through the back of the skull. <laughs> wow, it's so weird. He hasn't he seriously like I'm looking at his 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 filmography here. He has not directed a movie since that Twilight movie. No, he's, he's done, done all TV. Looks like he's got a movie that he's filming right now. But wow, that's crazy. Thirty one well, days of night. He did. <laughs> he did the. He did a the Black Mirror. He did a Black Mirror segment. Oh yeah, he did the Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. That, uh, that interactive movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. With, I wanted uh, to watch that, but I never got around to it. Uh, with Will Poulter. Will Poulter. Will Poulter, who was he was originally supposed to be Pennywise, and yeah, in the in the uh, the It movie. And then they saw that uh, that uh, Skarsgård could look two different directions uh, <laughs> with his eyes, and hired him on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> mostly they just like the, the director just fucking quit and then they had yeah. to like regroup yeah that's crazy though um about about david slade about slade the, about the uh about that apex twin yeah because that totally i totally visually like yeah visual connection there yeah um for sure but uh and there's all that Apex Twin music that plays during this movie. <laughs> uh, if only. Yeah, if only. I don't even know what the soundtrack was. I feel like this is a movie that deserved to have like popular music and it has none. No. No, they did they they just kept it yeah, you know, like a, a tr- like a score, you know. They didn't do yeah. I don't think they had any any actual tracks or anything. But yeah, You'd think, yeah, because like yeah. on the one hand, it's like, it, yeah, I don't know, it's it, it's an interesting movie because on the one hand, it's it's a little more uh, mainstream, but but also, you know, I mean, like we were talking about comparing it to other vampire movies that were kind of being made around that time, it's definitely more you know, intense and it's not like it doesn't romanticize the vampires no. at all. You know what I no. mean? Like they're like. They are, you know, vicious, animalistic, yeah, very animalistic. In this movie, you know, yeah. um, I mean that, it, and talking, you know, that kind of brings us to like they, they have like their own language that, like, they yeah. have like a linguistics kind of like professor or something, you know, kind of come up with uh, like a, like a you know like a made up language essentially. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to be real honest, clicks and stuff like that. But I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. <laughs> There was a lot of there was a lot of so we talked about how they look, but there's a, a lot there's a lot of, of choices reading. with the vampires. <laughs> yeah, there's I don't really like reading, but there's a lot of choices with the vampires. Kind of like that stuff where I was like, I'm not sure. I don't know. They they made choices with not only how they looked, but with how they kind of acted, sounded. Um, 
I don't, I just, I still, to this day, I don't know whether I, I don't like them or dislike them, I guess. I don't really know how I feel about them. I think, I think the way that they went about it works better than if they had had them just talking normally. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think it further kind of just like separates them from, you know, the human characters, the inhabitants of the town. Um, it makes them even more, you know, foreign and alien and, you know, whatever. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, the the shrieking, the shrieking got to be a bit much, I think. Let's be honest. It's the shrieking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the shrieking was a bit much. It was just like, (laughs) anytime one of them saw anything, it was just like a fucking key tea kettle going off it yeah. was just like and you knew it was coming like you just you they'd spot somebody and just be like oh here go my here my ears here are we go bleed. here we go here we go <clears throat> but Plug yeah up. so you know one of the things about the movie is like i think it um like the first 30 minutes uh are pretty pretty well done the first 30 minutes are are it's a nice build up yeah um, i would i would go so so far as to say it's it's tight i mean yeah. it's it's got some cool shots, out. like, like with uh, with the stranger, you know, this when and the stranger is essentially like the Renfield, you know, yeah. <laughs> he's like yeah. the Renfield character in in this vampire story where yeah. he's the human who's like kind of doing the bidding of the vampires, kind of helping them out, assisting them, yeah, and, and wanting to be turned, you know, f- you know, for his, uh, you know, for his. For his help, mis- you know, misdeeds. Yeah, he's his- he's preparing the town, right? For you know, try doing his best to assist in cutting them off more than they already will be, right? So that they can't, you know, because he gets so there ahead of help. ahead of the, when daylight goes, yeah, and kills Which, a bunch it, of the sled dogs, and that's creepy. Does some other shit, um, which I don't know how, you know. I don't know how I don't know how somebody with sixteen inch long hair, black nails, a fucked up face, them teeth and, though, and and rags on can kill thirty dogs in broad daylight <laughs> and not have a single person notice. But you know, I've never been to Alaska, so yeah, you know, I don't know how they do it up there. But the, I don't know how they do up there. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I don't know what they're up to. I don't know what they're up to. But but as you, but like you said, there's a lot of cool. Just the first few shots are. Re, there's a lot of really cool shots. Yeah. Uh, when he's like kind of walking toward the town and yeah and, and that, that stuff. That, there's there's shots that I, I mean I haven't read I haven't read the comic, um, but I feel like there are shots that yes have to be pulled almost yes directly from the comics absolutely um, and the sh- and and marlo at the end getting punched through the back of the skull is a total comic you, you comic know that shot. that's yeah. that's a definitely a panel from the comic it's right, gotta right. be right i mean the other, it's, one of the oh go ahead i was just gonna say it's like josh hartnett in the superhero pose <laughs> with his fist through the, the guy's head I'm, and he's just like flailing i mean it's yeah the pose and everything it was just too too perfect not to be a hundred percent from a comic book, but yeah. yeah, absolutely. And not to get too too far off track because I, you know, I, I think you want to go back to to the whole stranger uh, character. Yes. Um, but 
one of the other things that I thought was uh, one one of the other scenes in the movie that has to be in the comics um, almost looks like you know a comic panel or whatever um, is when uh, there's that character is, I don't know he's somebody that Josh Hartnett knows from the town obviously he knows almost everybody from the town because it's small yeah small town um, but there's one point where he like he goes outside and there's like a character that's been under like one of the houses for like like a yeah. couple of days at that yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And it was and that for, guy that, it was that guy that was trying to save his wife, I think. Oh uh, yeah. Remember yeah. that guy's wife when was the, getting when drug the, all around. Yeah. When the, when there was that scene where like, she's just like in the kitchen before shit really started to hit the fan. And all of yeah. a sudden like a vampire just comes like flying through the that window. That was awesome. That part was, that, that was pretty was, crazy. That scared it was, the shit out of me. Because it was out good. of nowhere. It was like, the, yeah. it was like the, the first, one of the first things that happens with the vampire is actually attacking. Well, and it's just like this scene in, in like a house and the ladies like at the, at the sink and all of a sudden like. Fucking vampire comes through Rouse. the fucking window. Rowl. <laughs> which that which that was that was awesome. And it was fucking creepy. And and then you see like and, his head fucking like. And then you up. see his head. Yeah. That's another yeah. shot that was that definitely was cool. a comic. And that's a cool so that was that was cool because they didn't show anything. Right. They just, right. It, that you just, just see this ball show his head, head fucking like, yeah. And you're just like, oh shit. You know, it's just one of those sort of deals. But yeah, the guy under the the husband. Yeah. Yeah. So he comes out. He's like, how you know? And Josh, Josh Hartnett's like, how long have you been? How long have you been under the fucking the fucking house? Because it's like you know, sub zero degree like temperatures or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he he kind of comes out, and and at first you don't realize it, and then you're like, oh shit, he is a vampire, and yeah. he's like, you know, he's like in the process of turning or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and and there's that scene where he gets tangled up in uh, the the swing set. Like a swing yeah. set outside, and Josh Hartnett, Josh Hartnett ends up having to like chop his head off, and that shot too is pretty cool. Like, yeah, um, with him with his body like tangled up in the in the yeah. swing set, and like his head, you know, disembodied head, and um, yeah, that was that, that was, was pretty cool. That was pretty good. But going back to the stranger, yeah, he's he Ben Foster. I mean, Ben Foster is a pretty great actor. He's he's I feel like he's underrated. Yeah, you know? I haven't I haven't seen him in enough stuff, but I but I recall I mean I, I know he's done, you know, like some some good stuff. I he was in um was it uh was it Hell or High Water? Three Ten to Yuma. Three Ten to Yuma. Oh was it that was that what it was? I I'm that's the one I'm familiar with him from. He might have yeah. been in Hell or High Water. I don't know, I'd have to check. Um but yeah, he's definitely one of those one of those actors that kind of you know He's really good, but you know, flies under the radar kind of. Uh, never and never really got you know super super big. He was a child actor too. He had like a really? TV, he was in he was in like a Disney Channel show or something. Oh which yeah, I he, didn't even know. Oh yeah, he was in Hell or High Water. Um, but yeah, I think he was in Three Ten to Yuma. Maybe not. No, he was. That's he was. You're, okay. Yeah, you're right. Yep. He, <laughs> he was he was like the black hat I think in Three Ten to Yuma. What is this movie? Like, like an I'm assassin just, or something. I'm looking. I'm looking at. Welcome to Luke and Andy's. Were we browsing through IMDb? <laughs> with Basically, Luke. yeah. Um, I was not prepared for this episode at all. Um, but uh, yeah, no, he, he's he's good. He, he's he, good. He he does good work. Um, he does good work. And in this movie, I mean, like you said, he shows up and he's. You don't really see him much 
other than his face at the beginning. Um, he somehow gets like everybody's cell phone. I don't know where he gets these fucking oh, yeah, cell phones. Oh, yeah, right. Because there's like a pile of like, fire. melted cell phones. Yeah. But then, uh, and then he kills the sled dogs. And then he, uh, then he just shows up at like the cafe and he's like, He's 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 like trying to order a drink and the woman's like, we lock up the liquor for these 30 days because, you know, people get drunk and cause a scene or get depressed. And and he's like, no whiskey, no rum. <laughs> and then he tries to order. He's like, just give me give me some fresh ground beef raw. <laughs> and and she's like, the only way you're getting ground beef now is frozen or burnt. <laughs> and and then and then he like starts a fight. You know, that's when Josh Harton shows up and they start a fight and then he uh, he brings him in and then he makes all these cryptic statements about the vampires showing up and, and just the voice he's using and, and the things yeah. he's saying are just so fucking bizarre. It's great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And then he gets – but then – so that's that's great. But then the fucking cherry on top is – he first he attacks Josh Hartnett's little brother and Hartnett shoots him in the arm and then he and then he uh, handcuffs him to the wall and leaves him there while they're getting attacked. Right. And so the head vampire finally shows up. Marlo finally shows up to the Marlo. jail where, where Ben Foster is. And Ben Foster is all thinking he's he's came back for him and he's going to turn him and, and you know, he's going to he's finally going to get to get what he wants. And he's all and, – and he puts on another – I mean, you know, just strong performance. Just, you know, he gets all weepy and like, you know, he's he's all, you know, he's all trying to talk to the vampire and, and all this stuff. And then, you know, of course, the guy – Marlo just snaps his neck. You know, he's not going to actually fucking turn him into a vampire. Yeah. Mar but, what does he say, Marlo? He's like, the the things they'll believe or something. And then he just, yeah. like, and just yeah. pops his neck. Um, yeah, something like that. But yeah. So he's not even – so that was the other thing is he was in the only – you know, he's, yeah, he's in, not, I feel like, a big chunk of the trailers. And he he was kind of one of those red herrings where it's like, oh, yeah, this right. guy's not really – he's just kind of creepy. So um, Marlo – so you say, you know, it's the character of the head vampire is Marlo. And isn't it Barlow in yes. uh, in Salem's Lot? Which I think so, th yeah. There's, there's a, a, a number of, you know, similarities to, to Salem's yeah. Lot and yeah. – um, Salem's Lot, we talked about the thing and stuff like that. And just that kind of, you know, small town, small yeah. town besieged by this, you know, evil, yeah, evil force. And obviously, you know, Salem's Lot it's, is vampires as well. You know, we talked about it with Midnight Mass. It's just such a beautiful way, you know, the whole vampire idea. And, and this one doesn't dive into it too much because it's a lot more like, outside forces sort of vampires but the vampire you know in, in the small town is just such a beautiful way to play on like the whole like you paranoia really know your neighbors yeah. and yeah, yeah paranoia yeah, yeah. and like and and you know which goes into stuff the, which and, plays with you know goes with the the thing as well you know the, yeah that whole yeah. the idea of paranoia and not knowing who's who and whatnot yeah which so it's great but the other thing i love about the the early parts of the movie is just how how efficiently how efficiently it sets everything up mm -hmm. and is also kind of like but not in like a confusing way it just does a really good job of yeah. setting up the premise in a very yeah. quick amount of time like you get 
you know, the the suns, the movie starts with the sun setting, essentially. I mean, yeah. it's pretty much about the set. And you get, number one, you get Josh Hartnett and his partner essentially going out to the, to the like, makeout point where they bring their girlfriends on the last day of summer when the sun sets. And then you get, you know, you get a quick introduction to, to Mark Boone Jr. <laughs> Mark Boone Jr.'s character, uh, you know, the, the crazy gruff guy and yeah. like a quick introduction to the fact that he's kind of like on the, out, on the fringes. Like he doesn't really like act as part of the town, but he's kind of there as, as it. And like he drives the tractor and all this, you get that in like right. a two minute thing. And then you right. get, you get Melissa George and why she's in chat in town. And, and you get hints and in, in back and forth of her and Josh Hartnett's relationship. And then you get her, you know, trying to get out of town and kind of all that mess yeah. Uh, coupled with, you know, the things that are being sabotaged. And you just get a lot of these little pieces that really nicely fit together. Yeah. And they set up, it sets up the relationship between yeah. uh, Melissa George and, and Josh Hartnett, like, you know, as well, which is key yeah. to the movie, you know, too. It is key. Um, and, 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 and it sets up really nicely Mark Boone Jr. showing up, you know, another, you know, 20 minutes after sunsets. It sets it sets up the the final shot with the two with yeah. Melissa George and Josh Hartnett on the on you know back back at the the sunrise sunset spot right um, you know that, it just sets cool. up a lot of those little things and 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 I know you you know we we talked about how the ending is kind of like you have <laughs> have some issues with the ending yeah um, but I do like ultimately how the movie really ends you know yeah. with with them on with them like watching the sun come up. Yeah, and, and he just like you know, which is you know, it's that's like um, I don't I don't know how often that's done in in vampire movies, uh, but that that made me think obviously of uh, Midnight Mass. Yeah, um, that scene in Midnight Mass, but uh, yeah, I've never I've never seen it. I don't I can't recall another time that it happens. Where like, yeah, where Midnight like Mass. someone basically essentially like someone who is a, who becomes a vampire and then kind of like just sacrifices themselves lets them just yeah. like burn up in the sun like that yeah yeah but sp- i mean all in all i would say you know you know we've got a lot to talk talk about still you know with some of the things that happen um because there's some there are some really interesting things that happen throughout the movie too but all in all going back to what you said about kind of that ending and ultimately liking it you know the thread of Eben and stella's relationship throughout the movie and um and kind of how that kind of how that forces his hand at the end um to do what he can to try and both save her and protect the people in the um utilidor right um, utilidor is uh is really like kind of the whole you know it's the whole thing you know right. their relationship right. and him trying to to him being responsible to both her and and but it's but the thing the funny thing is I think part of the problem is it's just not well it could be so much it, there's so there's so much richness there it it just doesn't yeah. necessarily always come across so yeah. it's just one of those movies it's just a really good it's just a really great idea and a really great even even down to that you know kind of nuanced character level just great idea that doesn't always get executed you know in a way that is incredibly satisfying. Yeah, yeah, I can see. Is that. all. Um. 
so I mean, yeah, the, you know, talking about you know the vamp going kind of back to the vampires and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, uh, so obviously, sunlight, <laughs> sunlight, sunlight is, is still the the big the big killer here. That's um, it. that's the bitch. One of the only ones. I mean, the only other thing is like beheading. Uh, yeah, and and Marlo Marlo says a, at the beginning. Oh, what were you say? I was going to say, and Marlo says at the beginning too, when they first show up and start destroying the town, he says something along the lines of, you know, uh, remove their head from the body. Uh, right. Because they don't want to turn anybody. Yeah, he doesn't want to turn anybody. Exactly. So you yeah. get an indication pretty quick that that's one of the one of the ways that they can be killed. Right, right. And 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 that's pretty much it. <laughs> like a lot, the, a lot of the other kind of like, uh, you know, uh, standard kind of vampire lore kind of mythology uh no. crucifixes aren't you know brought into play here no. uh if they, they are these i can't pe- remember if they are but they're not effective if they are <laughs> these people are walking right into fucking houses too yeah so. and yeah that's not a part of it either they're storming um, right in yeah there doesn't seem to be anything that really uh uh kind of deters them um no and then that's why you know like because it's about it's about forty minutes or so in, into the movie where like shit really hits the fan, and yeah. like the town is totally besieged, yeah, uh, by the vampires. And there's a pretty cool like overhead shot of like yeah, those are cool, like just chaos, you know, like vampires yeah. killing people in the streets and everything like that. And you're like, holy shit! And, and they, these vampires are fucking fast too, you know. They're yeah. like, it's like, you know, it's like twenty eight days later, you know. <laughs> it's like yeah, they like took. They took the tw- like twenty eight days later with zombies, and they like kind of applied that here with vampires, where they're they're fucking fast, they're fucking quick, they're fucking vicious, and, and they're strong, and they're strong, and like, and you know, the, there's at that point in the movie, like forty minutes in or so, you know, they're like just, you know, just wreaking havoc on the town, just slaughtering yeah. people, and and you're like, holy shit, like it's like intense, and you're like, how the fuck. Is anyone going to survive right. this? You know what I mean, right? And, and you're like, and then you're like, wait a minute, this movie's almost like two hours long. Like, what the fuck is going to happen right. for the next hour or so? Like, you know, and it makes you kind of wonder. And I mean, it does a pretty good job of kind of, you know, somewhat logically, realistically, um, playing out that time, you know, yeah. with with the characters, with the surviving characters and stuff, you know. They hole up in that attic for a period, yeah. Um, but then they eventually have to like go to like the general store to like get food and supplies and things like that. I Which mean, I have problem. I have a problem with. I have a little bit of problem with the timeline. Yeah. And the only the main problem I have with it is it's like they leave the house, they go to the general store, and then they go to the utilidor all within the space of like. And maybe I missed reading some of the because it counts down the days yeah, right there's it the says, days yeah day blah 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 they do i feel like they did all that within the span of like the last two or three days when i was and i was just like why did they not just fucking stay i they kind of got pushed out of the house because that old bastard with the <laughs> with the alzheimer's oh um he's got the but then when they got to the general store they were relatively safe and they were like no no we got to get to the utilidor and it's like you're why yeah um, yeah, they kept they kept like saying like no no we got to keep moving we got to and you're like yeah. well, but why I mean yeah. that, that's the some of the stuff yeah that I, was like, I, don't know. I mean at the one point I was like okay yeah you can't just stay 
you know, in that one house in the attic the whole time. They stayed like, in that attic for like fucking 20 days. So I don't, they were fucking pissing and shitting in the corner. There's just a fucking pile of it, like the goddamn oh triceratops my. from <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they were there oh. forever. No, that's, that's one big pile of shit. That's one um, big pile of shit. I did kind of like the the character of the old man with the, the Alzheimer's. I thought that was kind of like... A lot a, of the character. Like, that was kind of like a touching kind of, yeah. you know, tragic. Like, you're like, oh, God, you know, like, you've got this guy, you're trying to be quiet, and you're trying to, like, yeah. stay in the hidden, in this, and you've got this, of course, you've got this fucking old guy with fucking Alzheimer's who's, like, yeah. just randomly, intermittently, like, shouting and yeah. freaking out, and, you know, and... Um, it was pretty believable, like when he went downstairs, all that up until the point where he like went to the bathroom and then like jumped out yeah. the fucking window. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, like, that part granny, was like, wait, why the fuck? Did- <laughs> yeah. Is Granny spry? <laughs> Holy shit! At that point, I'd have been fucking. I'd have been hitting him with the UV lights because he's clearly a vampire if he's <laughs> jumping out of a five foot window. Oh my god. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of the characters were, you know, even some of the smaller throwaway characters were pretty good. I thought one of the one of the best, one of the most effective parts of the movie, one of the most affecting parts of the movie, and again, this is a character that had, you know, to tie a couple things together here. This is a character that only had a few lines of dialogue. This is a character that was introduced early in the movie as part of the setup that then paid off nicely later, um, and it was the it was the the guy that worked at the the utilidor. Oh yeah, um, and you you in the utilidor they like number one they set up the whole that whole place what it does they set up the chopper the chopper I mean, you're this, like once you see the chopper you're like somebody's you going know, in that fucking chopper. immediately <laughs> yeah, immediately. Vampires you could be going a six-year-old kid who's never seen a horror movie before, and you could see that thing, and you'd be like, oh, somebody's going in there. <laughs> um, but they set that up. Josh Hartnett asks him a question about his family. Like, oh, is your family ever going to make their way up here? Because apparently this guy's been telling him that his family's like living in right. Anchorage or something and coming up later. And you get all that in like five minutes. And then later, in the when they finally make it to the general store – you find out that he's been bit. Right. And he tells them all, like he kind of breaks down and tells them all the story about his family's not even, you know, they're dead. They got right. killed by a drunk driver. He hasn't had kind of the heart to, to really bring it up or tell anybody, but he really just wants to be with them again. And then Josh Hartman, him go in the fucking back room oh, and you just hear thwomp, thwomp as Hartman chops his head off. And, the react they they cut to everybody's reactions and like Melissa George's reaction and the and the younger brother's reaction to that were just they were gold. I mean, it was good. That was yeah. some good stuff. And for for a movie this ridiculous, that was like that was some poignant shit right there. Poignant. Um. So going back to the the kid, I feel like I keep derailing us, and you keep having to go back. No, I was to say going back to the 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 kid in the the kid vampire in the in the oh, general God. store. Um, yeah. I mean that's kind of a little ridiculous. And it looked that looked exactly like something out of an Apex Twin video. <laughs> I mean, not even like, but like remotely. And so and so they kind of like there's a part there's a line there. Somebody says we're like, do you rec- did you recognize her like? 
And yeah. I think she was just a vampire, right? Like she just yeah. came in with the vampire. She wasn't like she had a, tattoos. Oh, that's so you see, yeah. So she didn't, yeah. She wasn't like a, a kid who had gotten turned. She was like yeah. she came in with the vampires. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of cool, but but yeah. Um, that was that was a crazy one. Yeah, and then and then you know, yeah, to have the younger brother have to kill her, chop her head off. Yeah, you know. There's a lot of good, you know, there was a lot of good stuff of like them kind of being pushed to their limits and, right. and, you know, like, and how, how that affected them. Um, yeah. Which was, which was cool. Um, so one of the, so I guess <clears throat> there's a lot of violence in this movie. <laughs> Um, we've talked about some of it, but there's a, there's actually a number of other things that I, a number of other, um, of violent scenes that I, uh, that I, that I wanted to bring up, um, because they're kind of, they're just cool. Um, <laughs> and I don't know, I mean, I guess most of it was CGI. I don't know. I, I, it does None a pretty it really looked, yeah. It does a pretty good job of like not yeah. being like a CGI blood splatter fest. You yeah. know, like it yeah. feels pretty. Like some of it, yeah. You know, you definitely okay. That's CGI. Like when the when the, you know, fucking Mark Boone Jr. or whatever is like got got that fucking whatever that goddamn yeah. thing is with the big old fucking like the trencher. So the trencher, yeah, and like yeah, that's that seems pretty cool. When he's like just fucking blasting, blasting vampires, and like there's yeah. one, at one point like he blasts one off like off the thing, and it like lands on the like the big saw thing, and like oh. cuts him in half. And obviously, that stuff like good. that was CGI. Um, that was great though. But they didn't go over the they didn't go over the top with it, like with the CGI stuff. Like it, yeah, there there was a fair amount of of some practical effects as well. I think. Yeah, that I was, still don't that was fucking the... know how they did the vampires. Like, how did they get them to look that way? I, I kept, I kept it looking. Had to be CGI. I, I kept looking around, like trying to find articles and videos about like how they did, like how they made the vampires look like that because it's so weird. Nobody like, cared enough about this movie to do it behind <laughs> the scenes. <laughs> but like, I'm, 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 gen- I'm genuinely like fast. I'm fascinated and intrigued by how they did that because it doesn't look overtly cgi it's not like they did a it doesn't look like they cgi'd the whole fucking face or anything but the right. uh, but the way that the eyes are and like sometimes they're like smaller and then they're like wider set apart and like like yeah. you said like kind of angled like i don't know how they fucking did that i don't know if it was like i don't know if they did like some practical makeup effects or if it was all just CGI. Cause it doesn't really look CGI. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, it's fascinating to me and I couldn't find, I couldn't find anything, anything on it. So I don't know how they did it. Yeah. It's a, it's a goddamn mystery. It is a mystery. We should call, we, we should call Danny Huston and Huston. Is it Huston or Houston? I, I would say Houston, but I, yeah, I was, I was joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Danny Hostin, Mark Boone Jr. as Bo Brower. Um, but the the trencher was another thing set up early in the movie when yeah. that when that guy almost uh, killed Melissa George. Um, and then it shows back. I mean, they just yeah. it was just a lot of a lot of a 
lot of lot of, lot of dominoes being set. Yeah, up, which yeah, is, which and, is yeah. Good. They do they do set up a lot of things nicely. Where you know, there, there's a lot more going on than you know, because you can look at it in one way and you're like, oh, you know, it's it's you know, kind of a you know, I don't know. No, I wouldn't want superficial. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say very, cheap. I almost said cheap, but I don't want to say cheap. You know, it's but not it's cheap. Like, just very superficial. It's yeah, just a very like you could look yeah. at it as being like, yeah, very kind of like a superficial kind of like vampire horror film, whatever. But like they do they they go above and beyond, you know, what a a lot of like vampire movies would do. And and and, and I and they lay a lot of good groundwork for for stuff yeah. that kind of pays off later and and makes sense yeah. and stuff like that. Even if you don't immediately realize right and make those connections like they you know they do and that's that that's cool. I mean I and that's as as a as someone who, you know, as, as a couple of guys who like watch movies and appreciate the the you know the art of filmmaking and stuff like that like that's always appreciated when like you have you know you have a, a team, a production team, and and creative people who take the time to, you know, to add those different layers and 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 so that it actually yeah. makes sense, you know. I mean, you've heard of Chekhov's gun. This is fucking Chekhov's armory. It was just <laughs> guns everywhere, just in the first scene, just waiting to go off throughout the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things. One of the one of the parts that I liked was uh, so so we talked about the kitchen, the vampire jumping through the window yeah. in the kitchen. Um, around that same time, you know, it starts off with like minor vampire attacks, and then kind of builds to, like you said, the the giant, the whole town being overrun with the cool shots and the overhead stuff, right? Um, and actually, one of one of my least favorite vampire attacks, and one of my one of one of one of my favorite vampire uh not necessarily attacks but favorite vampire shots was was right around that same time um and the my least favorite vampire attack was when that one guy in like the in like the little shack uh hears a noise or whatever and he comes out and he gets attacked and it's just like the fucking shadow the shadow in the foreground yes. jump scare wow. like six yeah. times wow yeah. wow <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like we get it. It's 2007. We get, we get that this is popular right now, but you don't have to do it six times. Uh, Yeah. yeah. So there was that. And then he just like gets eaten up. But then the one I really liked was the, so there's like a group of linemen, um, like all getting off work and they're joking around with each other. And the one guy just gets like, basically just like, I don't even remember, just like gets dragged off. Yeah. Like out of the blue. And the other two are like freaking out. And the one guy like starts to go down like the dark hallway that he kind of went down and they're like calling for him or whatever. And he turns around to say something. And right when he turns around, you can just start to see vampires coming out of that doorway. Step out of the dark, yeah. And as soon as you see him, it cuts to the next thing. And you're just like, oh, shit. That's a good shot. And actually, the the woman – there's a woman in that scene. So it's the woman yeah. and the two guys. And the woman actually, she survives. So she makes it all the way to the fucking end, right? Yeah. She was the she was the other woman. Yeah. The one that was joking around with them. Yeah. I forget her name. Yeah. I, can't I don't know if they ever even said it. Yeah. I don't know anybody's name. No. I know Eben. Eben. That's, that's it. Yeah. 
Eben. <clears throat> it was about two thirds of the way through the movie before I was like, oh, they're saying Eben. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's kind of how I was too. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, and then the other one of the other cool scenes that uh, that's pretty that I thought was pretty cool is. So again, they they all shack up in this in this attic, and then like it cuts it fast forwards and it's like day seventeen and you're like they've been in this attic for fucking at least two weeks. I don't know how long they yeah. were like running around like crazy people, but at least you imagine that was only a couple days. So at least two weeks they're up in this attic, just piling poop <laughs> and <laughs> stacking. Just stacking, stacking, stacking shits, stacking shits. Um, but they're like kind of watching through this little slit in the window, like what's going on outside. And the vampires are using that girl for bait. Oh yeah, and she's like walking down the street, like yeah. screaming for help or whatever. And you can just like as she, at the in the in the shot where they're like following her it's kind of like the krampus shot which was really cool <laughs> yeah where it's like they're tracking on her in the foreground in the background see the um vampires yeah. on the roofs yeah all blurred cool. out you yeah. can just barely make them out like kind of walking across the right, roof right. it's cool that's yeah cool. yeah that was kind of cool and then and then she ends up getting to the end of like the the street or whatever and she's like yeah and then you know like the head vampire i think it's the head vampire that shows up she's like i try she's basically yeah. saying like i tried you know yeah, no. Um, yeah, so she's dead. So she's dead. Um, there was a, there's a pretty cool shot toward the end of the movie in in the Utilidor when uh, Utilidor. The, oh god, and that's another that's another kind of fucked up part of the movie. Um, is that so that character that that's like supposed to be um, Josh Hartnett's partner, whatever. Yes. Um, at one point, so he he just kind of fucking disappears, yeah, for a good portion of the movie. And Billy, you don't, you don't even Billy, Billy, um, but you don't even like you don't even fucking think of him because other shit's going on. And yeah. all of a sudden, like they see like someone kind of flashing a you know a flashlight in in you know a, a house across the street or wherever from where they're currently shacked up. So they go over there, and it's fucking Billy, and. uh and Josh looking Hart- like, looking like, looking like Will uh, Will Forte in the Last Man on Earth, just <laughs> <laughs> just fucking grizzled. <laughs> and the and Josh Hartnett like starts going around the house, and he like he like you know they don't show it, but like there's like a you know there's like a bed with like what looks to be bodies under the sheets and like yes. Basically, like, yeah, Billy, like, just, like, heard all the crazy shit going on when the vampires first attacked and just, like, killed his whole family. Yep. Jesus. Then tried to kill himself, but the gun misfired. Yeah. So he's just been... So he's just been sitting in his own excrement for two weeks. (laughs) Sitting on his pile. (laughs) A lot of of poop talk in this episode. (laughs) There's, I'm surprised there isn't poop talk in every episode that we do, but yeah, um, but yeah, he, this one's <laughs> he was uh, there's like I can't remember what he says, but yeah, he says something like oh, I can't remember what it was. I was taking notes while I was watching it because I wasn't sure I would remember, like because I haven't seen this movie very yeah. often, right? And I I wasn't quite sure I'd remember the things that 
happened. And I, and during that scene, I, as soon as they showed the, the bed, I just typed, Oh, Oh God, Billy, what did you do? <laughs> Billy. It's Billy. me, Billy. Psst, Agnes, <laughs> it's me, Billy. Uh, I killed my family. Uh, so um, that's kind of fucked up. It he you know he just ruined the fucking everything. He did like he fucked up everything. He he fucking killed his family. Right. He they 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 get separated trying to save him. Then then he brings the fucking vampires back to the Utilidor. Yeah. Then he makes it back to the Utilidor and is followed. Idiot. Jackass. Uh, so uh, well, one of the other things, and uh, and I don't even know I, at this point now, I don't fucking remember if I if I already mentioned it or not. But like sometimes, like so like I talked about earlier in the movie when vampires first hit the fucking town it's like fucking it's crazy it's fast it's you know frantic and just like i mean vampires flying through fucking windows and you know like they're they're vicious they're they run about you know 80 miles an hour and 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 then you know and you're like holy shit how is how are they gonna sustain this kind of you know this level of like speed and yeah. activity and like how are you gonna have anybody fucking survive this madness and um and then like li- other parts in the movie they just like are just kind of like walking all slow and like you're like what the f-? right and so there's a little bit of a disconnect there where you're just like well, yeah. what, what is it like you know like you know is it like is, are they super crazy fast and vicious and or is it like you know and other times there's kind of like slowly walking around and because they're like there's the part where he like he goes to i think it's his grandma's house that, that grows weed or something and oh yeah to get the uv light to get the uv light and you think oh this could be a turning point in the movie and all he does is like kill one single vampire <laughs> just, and then he has he to just, just fucking leave because they cut the he power just fucking, he, he gives one of them a tan yeah <laughs> they cut the power off to the house and they spend about 45 minutes walking around the house while he escapes out the back door. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, like, it's stuff like that that's like, eh, you know. But. You're like, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. There are some interesting changes. That kind of reminds me. There are some interesting changes from the comic. Um, and I don't know if they were so much changes or just kind of omissions because it just didn't really add much to the story. Um, one of them being... In the comic, it's explained that the the freezing temperatures really dampen the the vampire's senses, oh. um, and 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 you could extrapolate that to to like they they maybe lose a step as well. You gotcha. know, like at the beginning, they're there and they're still feeding and crazy, yeah. and as they haven't fed as much and they get they could lose a step, I guess. But yeah, yeah, it still seems like a stretch. Yeah. The other interesting change is is that. In the comic, did you read? So did I, you actually read? I've the not comics? read the comic. Oh, okay, I was going to no. say. I just understand. I just understand what Wikipedia tells me. <laughs> um, I is that in I the comic can read? I can. I can. <laughs> Why read a comic good when I have a perfectly good plot synopsis on Wikipedia? I don't. <laughs> um, but the the I mean the, the Marlowe character. I mean the art. Maybe the art. I don't know. Nah. No. Okay. The Marlowe character in the comic. And he mentions this in the movie a little bit, but in the comic, he's 
he's he's not in charge of this operation. The other vampires went to do this, and uh, he's there. Yeah, I read that too. To yeah. stop them, right? Because he's trying to pre- preserve the secrecy of the vampires, right, right, and he right. kind of says something about yeah. that in the movie, but yeah, which is an interesting take. But the book ends the same way as the movie, so I don't know whether he just like gets there and tries to stop them, and they're like, "No," nah, and he's like, "Yeah, I tried," and he just starts. <laughs> eating everybody or or what but um yeah yeah it's kind of interesting though how the movie ends because you know yeah he he punches through uh danny houston's head and and everybody and all the other vampires just kind of like sitting around like chilling watching this like yeah watching this fight it's almost like a it's almost like a nature show where it's like like they're like proving their dominance or something and yeah and the rest of the vampires just kind of like watching um and then, yeah, and then at that point, you know, the sun's coming up. And so all of a sudden, I don't even think it, it ever shows them leave, but the vampires are just fucking gone. Yeah. Like, they're they're literally just gone. And then and then you have the ending with, like, him and with Josh Hartnett and um, Melissa George, you know, sitting there. And that's when he fries up from the sun. But, like, so, you, up. so all, apparently all the other vampires just fucking get away and... There's, Where they go is anybody's yeah, guess. Who knows? Um, I mean, the implication that is that they arrived on a ship, right? Similar to the way Dracula, right. they, they basically just just went through the crew and kind of rode this ship. And I guess you could you could make the assumption that Ben Foster, you know, was a crew member or something that they let live, right? Um, Depending on how long they were at yeah. sea, because he looked like a fucking homeless. Yeah, because it looked like who he, it, was it in feels bad like, shape. <laughs> it feels like he the, the that character has been like doing this for a long time. Yeah, and you know has been kind of waiting for his chance to be turned and blah blah blah. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. I don't know where they. Yeah, like you said, they were all just kind of like it was like a schoolyard fight. They were all just kind of like <laughs> standing around in a circle, just like. Egging him on, and then as soon as Evan punched him through the skull, they just kind of they dissipated. Just, like, disappeared, yeah. Um, but uh, I can't remember if there was something else I wanted to talk about or not. No, I mean Mark Boone Jr. meets his end with a curb stomp, which I found curb stomp. I don't know how the I, hell he survived that explosion. <laughs> I mean, he I was like right—he was right there. Yeah. And he just—he literally—he had. So that was another good callback to the thing. He—he he lights. He pops a road flare. Yeah. In a box of dynamite, and actually, unlike unlike um, Kurt Russell, who did not have the balls, he 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 blows him up. <laughs> and uh, but then he's just on the street. Yeah. Then he just like, crawls out. You're like what? Wait, what? It's not even on fire. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you can stand over a box of dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his his hair wasn't even singed. And he, he had, still had his And he had a lot of glorious hair. glorious <laughs> long luxurious locks. We're still in perfect Not even locks. Cascade. It was just like a Wasn't it just like a it was more of like a fro, wasn't it? Oh, it was beautiful. Oh god, I don't know what it was, but it was beautiful. Uh and then he falls down, and then the curbs that Marlo just squashes uh, his head like a bug. Yep. Poor There's bastard. a pretty and, and just quick, you know, going back to the violence. There's um that that 
that shot toward the end in the Utilidor when when uh, mm. uh, Josh Hartnett fucking hacks hacks off the fucking head of uh, Billy. Billy, holy shit! That that shot was pretty crazy because that was some crazy. of the other stuff like they don't like show a lot of the explicit violence, you know? Yeah, and that was just like just really fucking just boom blatant shot of it and it was like oh jesus this film has been rated x for gratuitous <laughs> violence and nudity <laughs> and it looked it looked pretty cool too it didn't look like like cgi i don't even know how they did that but it looked it looked yeah it was messed pretty up pretty crazy but yeah they they so they did a good job like i thought the execution was pretty good you know some of the stuff you know like you mentioned uh like the the quick shots of the like the fucking shadows passing yeah. by and and just like the jump scare kind of stuff like you know it's got some of that stuff too but it's got it's got some other cool cool elements and and ex yeah. things that they did you know to execute some of the the violence and and other you know uh horror elements and stuff that i thought they did pretty well yeah but i mean for a horror movie it's not altogether scary no no there's not a ton of suspense i don't think that's another problem is for, for as much as they're supposed to be like in hiding, you're never really. Yeah. There's not, there's a, not ton, a lot of suspense. Yeah. There's not a ton of suspense. Um, there was like one time where there was like, it was like you heard, they heard something on the roof. Yeah. And it was like 20, it was like, it was like two seconds and then it was gone. And yeah. like, I think it's gone. And then it, yeah. that was it. It yeah. was just like, there was never, you never really felt any concern that like a vampire was just going to walk in on him and be like, oh shit, you guys are here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is probably why in the general store i'm like why do they even they're in the general store with all the food they're not being bothered by any vampires yeah. why don't they just sit I, there for two days yeah i guess that's why because guess, they didn't create an error an air uh, a feel of suspense that they were in any real danger yeah yeah that's true like i don't know why they ever left the fucking the general store like that didn't i mean it made sense why they would leave the attic you know eventually right. you run out of food supplies whatever um, but yeah, the crazy, the other crazy thing is that like, I thought that, so some of the, some of the shot, I mean, there's a lot of like exterior, you know, sh mm-hmm. you know, shots and stuff like this in the, in the movie with the town and, and whatnot, but it was filmed, it was filmed in, uh, was it filmed in New Zealand or Australia? Uh, now I don't remember. I can't, it was one or the other. I know it it's an like, Australian American. It's an Australian American film, right? I mean, it's a it's a cooperative film, and a lot of the actors are Australian. So I would guess Australia, but, but it, I'm not 100. But they sure. do a pretty good job of like, like uh, of making it look like it's you know, you know, in a cold, <laughs> yeah. deserted town. Like you know what I mean? Like I actually yeah. thought they had to film some of the exteriors, like. On, in some sort of snow, genuinely snowy location, but they didn't. It was all like fake no. snow and everything. So I thought, considering and, that, it was pretty good. And it's all day for night. Yeah, they shot everything. Yeah, which which that you can kind of see because it depends on the scene. But yeah, the sometimes you can tell all those exterior scenes are kind of like they're, you know, they have that kind of like bright, you know, and you got the light reflecting off the snow, that kind of look, anyways. But mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, it definitely helps that it's snowy when you do day day for night. Yeah, yeah. That, you get that. You get the moonlight reflecting off the snow yeah. to kind of create that look and that that lighting. You know, that makes it. Yeah. It makes a little more sense. But yeah. 
But I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you got anything else to add. Sweet baby Josh Hartnett. <laughs> he was no. going to be Batman. He turned down Batman for Christopher Nolan. I mean, Christopher Nolan wasn't the hot commodity that he became kind of after those movies. True. But still, yeah, he regretted that. But he gets to he gets to uh, finally do a movie with with Christopher Nolan here with Christopher uh, Nolan yeah with uh, Nolan's next movie Oppenheimer yeah that's exciting so that's kind of I cool. mean Josh Hartnett's a good actor yeah he really is Penny Dreadful if I don't I don't think you've ever seen Penny Dreadful right don't tell me what I've seen <laughs> I, but I've never seen that no I've never seen that I don't think I've seen the whole series because I think they did a couple seasons and then it got canceled but then they they kind of came back and did another. Se- I don't know. I can't remember. Um, I'm terrible, terrible at keeping up with like shows. Like I'll start something and then I won't fucking finish it. And you are terrible. But Penny Dreadful was a, was a solid show. He, you know, he's in that. He's kind of like the. I think at one point he ends up like oh they like they set it up like at the end of like I think if I'm if I recall if I'm recalling correctly. Uh, they set it up with like the end of the second season where he ends up kind of like becoming like, like a werewolf or something, something like mm-hmm. that. I think if I remember, um, but that's a, that's a really, that's a cool show. It's got a good cast. Yeah. Too. Timothy Dalton, Ava Green. Ava Green. It's good stuff. That's a good show. I wish that had, I wish they had kind of let that show kind of naturally run its course, but I think they kind of fucked it up and it got canceled, but. Yeah, typical. Anyways, that's Josh Hardnett, and that's 30 Days of Night. And, that is 30 Days of Night. And uh, we're going we're gonna to keep the, the winter, the dead of winter uh, horror series going here. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, our next episode is going to be pretty intense. It's a big movie, classic movie. I can see by the look on your face, you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I don't make the schedule. You do. <laughs> no, you do. Uh, I think we're doing the shining, correct? Shine it up. Shine, shine, shine me up. Shine me up. Shine me up. Shine shine up, my boys. My boys. <laughs> um, just like the just like the Jesus with his the Jesus bowling ball uh, cradle. Shine me up. Buff, shine it. Buff, shine it up your balls. Buff it out. Buff, buff them it out. out. Um. Yes that that is a that is a big one. That's gonna be. Whew, there's so much. Whew, there's so much history. There's so much. Uh. Yeah. Analysis and you know it's I mean, it's just one of those movies that. You know the movie is what it is, but then. It's a meaty boy. But then, everything that's kind of been. Applied to it afterward you know yeah. like just so that's gonna be a I'm, I'm a little nervous about that one swan 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 and we talked about the shining and dr sleep i think in a a past episode way back in maybe october um yeah because mike flanagan I think we yeah. talked about it probably on the Midnight Mass episode, but yeah. A little bit, not much. So we're going to be talking about The Shining, I think, in our next episode, and that'll be a doozy. Woof. So uh, so check- Buzz, your girlfriend. <laughs> Woof. So ch- 
check back with us for that. And uh, thanks for listening, and we'll scare you later. Scare you later. Scare you later.